Thanks for tuning in to the Catch Podcast. Brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle. The best American small business baits you've never heard of, stocked in a monthly box. Use promo code the Catch 5 off and save $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior Box. Here are your hosts, Matt Souders and Brad Hicks. What's up, nerds and virgins? <laughs> you, you know who uh, Kobe Covington is, the UFC fighter? Yes. He starts off his Instagram videos like that, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. That took me. That was left field, man. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I was like, what am I going to say? And then I remembered, like, oh, yeah. He said that. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> it was. You, you accomplished your goal. But what's going on, Brad? <laughs> Not much. Just chilling. You? Uh, about the same. About the same. Uh, chilled out today. Kind of reflected over the weekend. Yeah, we'll get into that because yes, our guests are part of the float that we had this past weekend. But correct. Yeah. Um, let me see. So collab box is already out. Everybody got their boxes by now. Um, hope you guys like them. They're pretty cool. We're going to unbox these actually for this episode. And Matt has a little giveaway he wants to announce. Yeah. So we're going to be giving away one of the catch collapses that we did this month um, with Dark Horse Tackle. So shout out to them for giving us the opportunity to give this box away. It's going to be a little bit of a fun one. So first, the only rule. Unfortunately, we're going to keep this U.S. based only, and reason for that is because, uh, Mr. Pross, I've tried to send you this reel twice now, and it's come back to my house twice because the first time it didn't make it through customs, and the second time they said the weight was off. So I can't. I'm sorry, Canadian guys. We love you. I I love you. I can't ship you nothing. I don't know why USPS hates me. I don't know. So. Uh, but I've already taken care of Mr. Pross a different way. Him and uh, probably YG Japan might be getting a little acquainted here shortly. Nice. So, but all right. So here's here's the rules. There, you're not you're looking for one thing. There's nothing in the middle of the show. It's every show. It was last week's show, and it's going to be next week's show. There's something different on the podcast. It's it's if you're not eagle eyed and you haven't paid attention to it, you might not see it. Oh, but, I haven't even noticed until Matt said something. I'm just like, oh. There's there's a couple of you who might notice from the old paddle and fin days because whenever we did our Q and A's, somebody always said a question about it. Yeah, and I'll say it has to do with me. So if you're listening to the show, you got to go over to YouTube and watch it. If you've never watched it, you're probably going to be kind of screwed. But it is what it is. So <laughs> it's not like it's the last giveaway to do. But I just, yeah. I just literally just started thinking about it. It's pretty fun. So the box that we're giving away, me and Brad are going to unbox it. Well, mostly just Brad, and we'll get to why I don't have a box uh, <laughs> here shortly. But, yeah, man, that's all I've got. Uh, what if nobody gets the hint? So I'm going to let it go for three weeks. No, two weeks. So this show and next week's show. If no one messages me or Brad, oh, yeah, that's also how you have to do it. You text or not text. I mean, my number, which is weird. Uh, 
message Brad on Instagram or me on Instagram. Brad knows what it is. And whoever's the first one to message us, bing, bam, boom, you'll get the box. If no one gets it in two weeks, we'll do something else to where it's easier and it's, we'll, we'll figure out some way to, to knock it out uh, and be more of a traditional giveaway. But I just thought it'd be kind of cool to see how many eagle-eyed viewers we have. So, yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, dude, let's get our guests in here, man. So we got I'm down. Let's do it. Josh Chitwood and Hello. Zach Fullard. What's up, dudes? What's going on, guys? Boy. I feel like I haven't seen you in a day or two. Yeah, I know. In a while. <laughs> I'm so you just guys, do you guys want to start out with the float? Yeah. <clears> yeah. I it. mean, let's you know, it. I think we should uh, introduce ourselves. Yeah. They know I who mean, you you've are. been on the show been here already. Before. If nobody knows who you are, they're just. Uh, you know, <laughs> The last time I talked a lot of crap about how good I am at fishing and, you know, in regards to the float, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really want to answer any questions. I have uh, not much to talk about. It was really, it was really cool. Uh, it was really cool to uh, utilize an American small business such as the uh, Bonafide P127 oh, I was operating. Those were badass. But um you know i'll tell you what the uh the bicycle the water bicycle was a lot cooler than the fishing was for me <laughs> i felt dude i felt so bad halfway through like this is jumping ahead but halfway through the float i was, I was like josh yeah go in front of me catch some you, know, you need to catch some fish oh, yeah. you went in front of me i held back and then i, I like, beat I'm the shit out of that bank dude <laughs> like i literally <laughs> beat the brakes off that bank i probably made a hundred casts within 30 feet bro with four different baits like i'm throwing i i started with the uh i, I started with the jig that's in the box we'll get in with that but I started with the jig that's in the box and I'm like this, you know, if this is the, like, cause you see it, you know, it's a really big transition spot with depth mm -hmm. and oh, uh, yeah. it's, it's deeper water than we had seen the entire time. It's got chunk rock, big pieces of concrete. God knows how they got there. Thank you aliens. But you know, <laughs> big pieces of concrete, huge pieces of rocks definitely looks like a, you know, like a legit Creek bed style deal where, there's probably oh, yeah. some slate wall. It's not all dirt. Like, you know, it's all rock. And I hit it with a jig. I hit it with a spinner bait. I hit it with a crank bait. And then I, I, I was just like, well, I mean, screw it. I'll just throw a glide bait, you know, just in case there's a real hungry one. Made about 100 casts and nothing at all. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sitting there like I'm watching. I was like, man. He's just beating that up. And I was like, I'm just going to go just jump around him a little bit and kind of cast as I'm going by. So I had the motor going. I threw a, a TRD in there real quick because they were keying in on those real, like real tiny baits, which I'm surprised. Brad, you got a couple bites on that jig, but I was throwing that just wasn't getting hit. So I was like, I just want to get a couple fish, TRD it out, TRD the BFS special, float it down probably 15 feet after I pass him, wham, laying right into one and I'm reeling it up. And as I'm reeling it, bigger ones chasing it. So I'm like looking behind me, like Josh, throw it, throw it right here. He's like, I was like, throw it right here. He's right here, and that thing kept coming up after it and hitting it. Like it. At That's one point, cool. I thought I lucked out and got them both on. I was like, this is impossible with the EWG Ned rig, but this would be awesome. And, and then it swam off, and then. Yeah, I felt so bad because I pulled it up, and that's why I kind of turned around, and I was like, oh, Dude, man. When you said, <laughs> there's a big one following it, it was like for about for about like three minutes, it was like shock and awe on that like part of the water. Like, it Oh, was, yeah. 
It was. Like, I just kept it too. I was just throwing everything at him. Matt, Matt actually helped like, me. Matt actually helped like, me hook into Ned a couple rig. fish like that. Oh yeah, um, I, I'm Yay. great at especially when I miss a fish. Be like Brad, cast right here. But I had this fish, and it, I just kept figure eighting it. I'm like, keep throwing it over here. He'll come out eventually. And then I finally pulled it in. I was like, damn, I don't want to lose it. Fishing but, is a lot. It's a lot like poker. Sometimes you put all your chips in and you leave empty. Chip. Chip. Oh, speak of the devil. <laughs> chip. That chip. Devil chip. Yeah, there's we love you. Chip. We love you, Frankie from Slay Nation. Thank, thank you for you. thank you for thank you for being our featured small business this month. Thank you for being our friend. Well, we don't nobody knows about the featured small business. We haven't gotten into the box yet, Zach. Yeah. Yes, thank right. you for Gosh. being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where where do we want to start the float? Kind of like right at the very beginning or yeah, because Zach Zach started off with a bag. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest yeah. smallmouth I've ever caught. Is it really? Well, it is. Absolutely. I don't get a chance to fish for smallmouth. Say that again. So run it down. I said happy you were there for the PB. Run it down. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. So I, I'm not. I'm not that big of a jig guy. I don't. I don't throw them very often. But I saw that. I saw that. I got really excited about the micro cruise whenever Josh and I first uh, discovered it, and um, was very excited to get in. And was very excited to introduce you guys to it. I'm really glad that you guys actually picked it. Um. Because if you wouldn't have picked it, it would have it would have been <laughs> it would have been in a box one way or the other. <laughs> but uh, but um, no, so I just decided, you know, I'm, I'm, that's that's what I'm throwing. Um, and uh, it was it was really odd. So I think I actually missed quite a few fish once I figured out what the hell was going on. Um, as I, like I said, I don't get to fish rivers too often. But what they were doing is I was throwing that thing out there, and then they would like I'd hop it a few times and you keep feeling, you know, as you're dragging it or hopping it across the bottom there, you're feeling the stones and you're feeling the things that it's hitting. Well, then all of a sudden mm -hmm. that was it. You had no more contact with your lure. And not only that, but you had slack freaking line. Like they would grab it and run straight the hell at me. Yeah. And, and once I figured that out, like I'm, I, I fought back and I'm pretty sure I probably missed a few just because that's what they for some reason they would grab that thing and run straight the hell at you but yeah no um i hopped it i don't know it's about two feet off of uh off of the 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 bridge abutment there and uh yeah smacked the shit out of it what was 17 and three quarter brad yep yeah that man, thing that was that one too that's was, that's yeah, over yeah. that's over two and a half pounds and I was I was using a uh I was using my uh BFS my BFS setup um got the uh I can't pronounce it. It's a Daiwa reel. Um, it means yeah, night it queen. But um, and I was using Daiwa night queen. Media um, a medium light pride rods, pride rod. Um, oh yeah, really, really, really nice. And uh, man, like it, yeah, for, like I've caught a lot bigger largemouth, and like pound for pound. And, and don't get me wrong, largemouth are still and will always be my favorite fish. But pound for pound, smallie is the best fight you can get. When you're talking, bass. you haven't caught enough smallmouth yet. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't know. Get the green fish. I like them. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I'm 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 honestly the same way. Um, I am uh, a lot of times like the fight's cool. Don't get me wrong. I like the fight. Uh, but you know, dude, like I've I've fished like Erie and and I've you know done well up there. But like, 
dude, when the green fish are on at Lake Erie, that's something else. That's that's almost more fun than catching smallmouth because it's it's dude, you're flipping. Like it's it's close combat. It's oh, it's yeah. it's big daddy hook sets, it's 20 pound test fluorocarbon, it's seven foot, seven three heavy rods. It's it is it's it's like when you know, let's say it's it's playing a shooting game on easy mode. It's yeah. it is, you know, you they're just they're just hanging out, they're dumb. They're hungry, and you're just like boom, 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 boom. Like just, I mean, you're just hammering them, dude. And like, I love Lake Erie. That might be my favorite lake to fish, and it is probably because of how fun the lake can be. You can do whatever you want. It's your own little playground. You know, you can you can go smallie fishing. You can go fish rock piles. You can fish, you know, sand flats, and then you can go fish green fish. And you can flip docks. You can flip vegetation. You can flip uh, lily pad. You know, not lily pad. All the vegetation doesn't matter. Some guy, some guy from Lake Erie is going to be like, "They're called coontails." Okay, dude, we <laughs> we get it. We get it, Jeff from Cleveland. It's fine. <laughs> hey, man. So when I took a break for fishing for like almost a decade, and when I came back, the very first fish I caught was on Lake Erie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What was it's it? It's a great lake. I mean, I love it. It was a largemouth. How big was it? Uh, I don't know. Like probably like two pounds, maybe two and a half. The average is there for largemouth is insane. Cause like, I yeah, I caught him on a Kitek. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I will. Dude, I, I didn't have anything. Like I didn't have any rods. I didn't have any, anything. And I decided I was going to go fishing. And so I, I was up there working, um, building a conveyor line for FedEx and we had some time off. And so I just went and bought my canoe and bought two rods and two reels and, and, a, and one of those green baskets full of baits. And, and, and I went out. Yeah. <laughs> you canoed awesome. Lake Erie. Yeah. That's crazy. I was just, I, I yeah, was just you're I mean, fooling around in the, in the, dude, I was just in like all the, you were just like in the bay. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. So there's like, so like, here's the thing with Lake Erie. There are some bays that like accommodate freighters. And then there's some bays yeah. that like accommodate sailboats. You know, the bays that accommodate sailboats are are that's that's usually the place to go. You know, you you find yourself in a bay that oh, that was definitely on the sidelines of Lake Erie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's what I'm asking because absolutely. Like, so Hell you know, no. there's a where I put in at. Um, I I don't actually know what it's called. I don't know the ramp, but there is a specific spot for like big dogs to come through and like get on the mommy river. Um, you know, I, at least that's what it looks like because I've seen them there. So I'm, I, you know, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a Lake Eriologist. So got, you know, <laughs> you know, Rick and Erie PA, listen, buddy, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I'm not all Rick I do. All I do is go there and catch 20 pound plus bags. But, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Dude, Rick, Rick, Rick just texted me. He said, "Don't be sorry. Be better." Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't. don't kill. You know, I'm a. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little. I'm a little off. So I could, you know, with all the train knowledge that I have and fishing knowledge that I have, I could probably learn about freighters, freighter boats. I could. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, you know let's. We're out there, you know, my mom's like, when are you going to meet a nice lady? And I'm like, did you know that the 52-foot freighters that are on Erie <laughs> can carry up to 36,000 pounds? And she's like, okay, I get it. I get, I, 
<laughs> I get That's it. Funny. But hey, back to the float. Um, no, uh, like, dude, I I couldn't have had a better time. Like, getting to that's the first time I've ever been on a pedal kayak or that any kind of kayak that was like that. Like, I've literally never been on one like that. And I see what all the hype's about. That those things were fantastic. Like, yeah. thank you, boys, so much. Like, I really appreciate you guys like doing the work, like loading them up, bringing them out for us, and everything. That was a blast. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no problem. I did. I oh, did. Yeah. Hey. I did have fun. I did have fun. That's all that matters. Towards the end, I got a little, you know, life hit me in the face. You know, I was living in the moment for like seven hours. And then the last half hour, I'm like, oh, if I don't get a bite. And, and hey, I that missed. last half hour when you haven't, like, dude, you might as well be in a tournament for $100,000. That that last like 40 hour, 45 minutes of, of, of your fishing time. Panic. Panic. And you, yeah, and you haven't caught one. You're I like, I gotta go Ooh. back to real life. I gotta go back to real life. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? The fish. The fishing was tough this weekend. It, 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 it was tough. It, was rough. It, 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 it. The fishing. Uh, it, it did kind of suck. Um, like, like if it wasn't for me, just like power fishing, like towards the end of that stretch, I would have been like three, three dinks. I think. Yeah. On the day. Yeah, you got a decent one on that jig though. Yeah, he's like a fourteen or thirteen or something. Hey, that's better than yeah, what I think. The biggest, the biggest of the day was like a thirteen and a quarter, and then I caught like five or six other under twelve. It just I mean, surprises were... me. Like I thought the cold weather was going to have them fired up. I I thought that um, yeah, like because it was like day two. It was like yep. day two or three of that like little bit of a cool down. But like I said, man, it freaked me out because. We were in that one stretch where it was like a little bit of that shallow water, and I saw that turnover, and I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I saw it, and I was like, I'm just gonna keep pedaling. I'm not. I just don't think it's. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think falls here yet. I. I don't think it's here yet, but I. Think At least as far as fishing goes, I don't think it's here yet. I just don't. I, I, no, no, because well, here's the thing, bud. Hasn't turned over yet. It's start. I guarantee you that place in a week fish is entirely different. We could go there this Sunday, and I guarantee you we could wear them out. Yeah. And that's – you're going to have those 39-degree yeah, I mean, days in the, the true falls not really True fall is not really going to hit us till next week because we have – at least down here, we've got five, four or five more days of 60s all the way up yep. into the 70s, low 80s. Then next so, – so I think Sunday is the first day of it where it's 54, 47, and it's consistent, and it's not touching above 60 degrees after that. So – I think that's when you'll start seeing a lot more of that turnover. You'll start seeing the fish are really going to start feeding. But I'll say every three caught, whether it was my nine inchers, Brad seventeen, Zach's seventeen and a three quarter, they were all fat. Like they're all eating up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just don't think. I mean, Brad was under the assumption that they're already moving to winners, and he knows. I, I for sure thought we were going to catch. Me, but I for sure thought we were going to catch think... them off that bridge, man. Well, yeah, because that's where we always catch them in the winter and like late fall. But I just don't think they're moving. I don't think they've moved yet because that stretch that we were on, usually unless it rains and the water up and disgusting, we don't catch big fish. We'll catch little fish. You caught fish right off of spots that you like. The, the, there's a tree with a, a rope hanging from it. Water was low. You threw in there. You caught a fish. Uh, I went up to that spot where I was telling Josh and then the fish threw it there. I don't know why Josh didn't catch it, but I caught a fish. 
it, that, it, I mean, there's spots I that I know to catch fish there. <laughs> Poker chip. There's spots that I know where to catch them on that stretch in the summer. And I, we caught them on that stretch, same spot in the summer. So I just don't think they've really moved to that fall pattern where they're moving up. To, you well, know, that spot that I caught the 17 and a half on, I've consistently caught at least a 16 inch fish on that spot every time. I go over there. So that's a big fish yeah. spot. Is it is it like that in 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 all seasons or is or is it seasonal? It was like that during the summer. Like I, I would pitch a fluke there all summer long and I'd catch one. Those there's um, places, it's not a river, but there's places on Lake Arthur where I know for a fact there's gonna be a decent sized fish sitting on them every single time I go. Yeah. And yep. and it's not it, you know, it's it's not like the same fish I'm catching over and over again. But that's everywhere though. that's everywhere we fish at Lake Arthur, dude. I've I've never seen a fishery like that place in my life. It's ridiculous, boys. I don't think <laughs> I've been there probably four times and I've probably caught I don't know 25 bass. I've at least hooked 25 bass. I know I lost a lot the first time I was there. Dude, I maybe 25% of those fish were under 14 inches. And then everything else is like a slot in between like 14 and 17 inches. And they're mean as hell. That's and they're, they're violent and they're active. And if you like to throw reaction style baits where like, let's say you're just burning something and you get a bump. And then you just drop that bait. They're going to pick it up and eat it. You what does that sound to... like? Matt, what place does that sound like? You know what I'm thinking of, don't you? Yes. I'm not going to say it. No, I'm done I'm saying just... where we fish. Yeah. Every golf course ever. We have a spot like that down here near us. Nice. Is it, the, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it grassy? Yep. Yes. Well, uh, th this year it was weird, but that's the oh man, that's Josh. On Monday, when you got off work after Sunday, if you lived here, you'd say, "I'm going there just to catch fish," and you, yep. you just go and you fish. I, I actually didn't work yesterday, so you could have invited me. So thanks. I didn't go there. I was working. I'm just saying, and I didn't fish today because I was building Gundams. That's so. that's where I go when the river's flooded. <laughs> oh, you guys. Is it one of them ditches out there? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yep. Those... That, that uh, that lure I was showing you. <clears throat> next time I see you, I'll give you a pack of them and uh, take them out there. The next time you go, I guarantee you, you're gonna have a wild ride. Which one were you talking? Uh... The the Ray Shad. Oh well, yeah. Take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach mentioned the Ray Shad. <laughs> I'll never forget the first. The first like conversation I ever had with Zach, um, it was right after we did our Oops All Topwater Box. And that's all he talked about was the Raid Shed. And I knew what it was. I hadn't used it because I thought it was the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I really did. And then we go out in like the first week of May. Like, dude, when I think of May in Ohio, I'm not thinking about throwing topwater. At, at right. the first week, and in a spot in Pennsylvania where the water is like maybe 55 degrees, like these fish were still in full pre-spawn. They weren't, they, they weren't digging beds. They weren't doing nothing. They were eating, dude. He's throwing this thing. I'm throwing a buzz bait. Uh, actually, it didn't matter what we threw, but like they were eating, they were eating top water 
viciously. Like it wasn't like one of those things where you have to like kind of trick them by like keeping the buzz bait like a quarter inch underwater and waking it. Yeah. No, no, like fast and they loud. Were, like I mean, dude, yeah, fast and left NASCAR style, baby. Just I, and I mean, they're coming three foot out of the damn water like tarpons, and the water's like fifty six degrees. That's and dude, I was I mean. It was one of those hangovers where like you were still drunk and I was just, I was just dumbfounded. Like I was even more dumbfounded because half my brain was shut off because my blood alcohol level was still three times the legal limit the next day. But you know, <laughs> we're, we're doing all this talk about baits. I, I say we get into this, uh, this box that, you know, dark horse tackle had you guys build for us. We, yeah, we do want to do that, but I want Matt to share his story real quick. Oh, share his story, Matt. Yeah. So the float was going great. We were having fun, enjoying it. I was catching fish. And uh, at the very end, about four and a half foot away from the takeout, I'm sure if you listen to the show and you follow me, you've seen it already because it's been on the the post and Dark Horse shared it. Uh, Douglas shared it. Rogue uh, tethers remixed the reel and used it for an ad spot for one of their products. Uh, <laughs> nice. I flipped my boat and I flipped my boat doing something. Everything else is tethered on the whole boat except for my rods because I was like, I'm coming back in. I'll tether them right when I get there because I want to cast a couple more times. So I was throwing a, the net around a, a sunken log, got stuck, so broke it off. Was looking and you'll see in the video I was looking down, which actually I wonder, can I pull this video up? Yeah, if you go to your Instagram. Hey, Jeff, pull that video up. <laughs> Jeff's our producer. Yeah, we got awesome. everybody's. Everybody's got a Jeff. <laughs> Wait, do we all? Do each of us have a Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just. My, mine's name. Mine's mine's name is Jimmy. Zach, uh, I got bad news about your Jeff. Jeff. He's uh, he's wearing a. <laughs> Your, the Jeff at your house is wearing a rubber suit with a zipper for a mouth. Um, <laughs> and he is awaiting my visit. What happens in Pittsburgh stays in Pittsburgh. You're damn right, buddy. <coughs> he's just—he's actually locked up in the closet up there in that spare bedroom if you want to go get him. No, All right. Hey, uh, I don't go in that room. You shouldn't. All right. I'm not going to play the music. Going on? Here it goes. So you can you can see you know I'm just looking down and I'm happy and smiling and you'll see my face change as I see a rod start to slip away and I said oh You're no so and then there I go and I'm just gone and why Rogue decided to use this as a ad spot is because of that right there is the catchboard was held on and then there's the Z-Man <laughs> fluke just great action underwater and there's the rod that action I lost. honestly the only thing I, it really was only rod I lost just right into the depths. So uh, I thought that was the bitters, though, man. I was uh, that's upsetting that it's a Z man. No, it was the seven inch. Uh, it's oh, a big seven inch. I was throwing yeah. that earlier in the day because of laminar flow, Mister Jeff Little, <laughs> and uh, so I was throwing that. I only had one out of the package, but I lost. So this is what I lost. So I, I flipped the boat. Got had I held on to four rods. Lost the rod. Not even though I was losing. Lost the rod. Gave the rods to Brad, jumped over the boat, flipped it back over. So I lost a Douglas rod and a Shimano reel. Luckily, it was it. So unluckily, it was a Shimano and Terry's DC, which really sucks really, really bad. But it's okay. No, oh, I'm thinking it wasn't an Terry's. It was my Bantam. That sucks way worse. 
I thought you but said it was okay. your Metanium DC. Dude, it was your Bantam it... because that was your Chatterbait rod. And, and I remember throwing it when the first time we got together. When we fished. were fished. Yep. Hey, yep. that's okay, it man. It's a, you know, it's a really heavy reel for what it is. So I yeah. would just, you know, if 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 I was you, I would just get like a Tatula type R off of eBay, throw a bearing pack in it and call it a day. Well, so thinking of this, so I've already got a conquest Shimano Conquest 100 DC coming, so I'm I'm fine on the reel. But I I, I love my Bantam, so I'm gonna get another one eventually. But I've got a zillion uh, SVTWG just kind of sitting, not doing anything. So might throw that in the mix. Um, so I lost that rod and reel. I lost the new Kush jig, which really pissed me off. Uh, I, <laughs> I I I was so mad. I lost, I didn't lose the spinnerbait. I thought I did, but I remember I had it tied on and the rod that I was losing that made me flip. I grabbed that rod somehow and I still have the spinnerbait. So I've got that, which is the, the Martin's uh, knee knocker, which we had on the last week's show when uh, John was on. Yep. Um, so, but those are really all I lost. Like if I ask something, I don't remember, I don't know what it is, so I don't care. Uh, my, Dude. my bona fide backpack floated with a bunch of stuff in it floated. Oh yeah. My battery came out of the retention strap somehow, but Mario plus you're the OG because that thing was hanging off the boat. And then when I flipped it flipped with the boat and I said in the video, the full one, you'll see, I'll, I'll say I lost my battery and Brad's like, Nope, it's hanging over here. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. And <laughs> I get your throttle fixed. Did you get your throttle figured out? I haven't even tried it yet. So the only thing my motor kept running the whole time it was flipped oh, upside down. Yeah. yeah. And then I pulled the the uh kill switch because I have it on the original line that's like 14 foot long that Zach loves. Yeah, to dude. Out as I was he's, he's just like, Yeah, you're 14 foot uh kill switch. And I was like, I haven't cut it down, shut up. But I like to stand my fish, so I don't want any like I have to have some slack. But anyway, you are pretty tall. You are pretty tall. I, I mean, I try. And then, uh, so I haven't tried it because the motor didn't trying. turn back on. So I'm letting it dry out. Uh, I messaged, so BioWino, they are my battery sponsor, uh, best guys in the world. I messaged him today and I was like, hey, so I flipped my boat. Uh, I'm letting the battery dry out. Am I, should I be a good charger, right? He's like, I mean, yeah, you should, but let's not try it. So he's sending me another one. So I'm going to try it after I get the new one. And then see what happens outside. I'm not gonna do it at my house because I don't want to make a real house just in case. <laughs> That's smart. Uh, so make yeah, sure I'm you gonna, do it at, gonna... at at least 60 frames per second. So when you get electrocuted, we can like see the vibration and slow <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, man! I'm not even gonna. Pl- I'm gonna plug that in with an extension cord. Uh, yeah. I, so I don't know if the motor. I'm sure the Newport motor itself. I'm 99% sure that that should be fine. I don't know why it wouldn't, because I've used it in pouring down rain. The only thing I yeah. think of is like, oh, if water got in the head, like through the uh, the actual like arm. But I was like, well, if that was the case, it would have been full anyway, because me and Brad were out when it rained like an inch and a half on the river, and we watched the river rise. So yeah. that that's not a thing. Uh, the controller was underwater, but I I'm letting it dry out completely for like three or four days. Once I get the new battery, I'll test it, and if it it doesn't work with the battery. I'll change out the control with Braz just to see if that if that's it. I'll buy another controller. It's not the end of the world. And if that's the only thing I have to replace, then I'm good. Not bad. Like, not bad. Yeah, Zach's reaction was like the funniest thing. Like he started going, "Oh, oh, crap!" 
And I, like I looked over yeah. when he was going, oh. <laughs> and right when he went like that, he's like, oh. Yeah, I had my back and I turned. Bad. I heard, I heard and Matt. Then Matt. And then Matt was like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, oh, look at me. I, bad. I, I sent a text to the group like after the whole thing. So like I so this is how I looked at it. I flipped the boat. So I had my dry suit on NRS uh extreme. So I was like snug as a bug in a rug. Like I didn't feel any cold. I felt great. I had my uh NRS uh Chinook PFD, so I was bobbing like a fish. It was great, it was awesome. And uh Zach, I see him start push the P127 back in. I was like, go away. I've got it. Don't touch me. <laughs> and he was Zach like stopped and he looked up. He was like, uh, uh, okay. And I, in my head, I was like, that was mean. And then in the other side of my head, I was like, who cares? You're doing this now. So I swam over, gave my to Brad. And, I, and I'm like, I just got to do this. I'm already in the water. I might as well learn from it. So yep. like I try to pick the boat up from underneath. And then I, I started, Brad said it as my brain was saying it in my head. I said, listen to Chuck Earl's. Yep. And then I was just Chuck does and jump over the top and bring it. And I was like, that's weird. I was just thinking that. So I jumped over, ripped it back over. And you uh, did it effortlessly then, too. You oh yeah. It was easy. Try. Like, yeah. And if I, I needed to get back in, I could have, it wasn't like real simple. Uh, but I, after we were leaving, I texted everyone in the group. I was like, Hey, I'm sorry if I was like a jerk. I just wanted to learn from the experience because <laughs> it's my first time ever flipping the boat. Pugger chip. Uh, not been fishing, you know, for a while. First time I've ever flipped the boat, and uh, to come out with only losing a rod and a reel and a couple baits. I mean, it's not the end of the world to me. And as long as the motor works, now if that doesn't work, I'll probably be a little PO'd, but I'm sure Rommel will take care of me over at Newport. Um, so but yeah, it's a fun learning experience, and that proves why you wear a PFD and why you wear in those conditions like a dry suit because if i didn't have a dry suit on yes we were almost done i could have gotten to a warm vehicle but you never know when it would have happened if it would have happened oh. in the middle where we were it was sucked i was thinking that like what if it was zach or josh that happened to and we were all the way upstream yep that would have oh sucked. don't worry zach would have had my back 100 he'd have pedaled his ass he'd have gotten there quicker than when he when i flipped it the first time um and you know i'll tell you like you know, I'm I'm not I I'm not going to sit here and monologue. I do struggle with uh, sobriety. I'm just glad that the day that I flipped the canoe, I was sober <laughs> because, yeah. like, when I fish, when I I don't I don't fish drunk. Like, I hate the guys that are like, yeah, I love fishing, dude, because like you could just crack a thirty rack, and I'm like, not a fucking chance, bro. <laughs> like, not a chance. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing nothing. I am sober, clear minded. And I'm catching fish, but backpacks floated, like Matt said. Didn't lose anything. I lost like a pack of baits and like a pair of pliers or something. And you know, the the nice thing about Zach's canoe is that it is a hollowed out piece of plastic, unlike a kayak. Where if if I was on a kayak and that would have happened, I would have lost all my shit. Like yeah, I would have yeah. lost all of it. That. But here's the nice thing: the best thing about flipping that kayak or canoe is when I flipped out. I, I had my arms out because, well, when, when you're falling head first, you want to brace yourself with something other than your head. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think that's just a fight or flight response. Yep. My, my hand touched the ground and immediately my brain was like, we're good. Like we, we, yeah, we were in like, we were in like maybe, maybe five foot, 
if that, like, if that, I mean, if it was five foot, it would have came up to my eyes. So we were, we were definitely in, in shallower than five foot. Cause I'm a man, but, um, we were, we were probably in four foot of four foot six of water because I had my whole head out, which means that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I ring, I ring in at about five foot two. So yeah, that made sense. Um, and I've got a small head, but, uh, no, when I got up, like, it was funny. I was hearing Matt breathe. And I'm like, oh, so this is normal. Because, like, Matt was like, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, good, because I was the same way. Like, the second I came out of the water, I was just like, I was was freaking out. Because it's one thing, what one second you're dry and standing, and the next second you're in the water. Yep. One second you're in control, and the next second you're not. Yep, yep. And then you're just like, why? It's the shock of all loss of control and then in my head like so i've i haven't flipped i i got ran over by my kayak and on the same stretch with brad and he also <laughs> didn't know it happened then i almost drowned and died i was more scared at that point because the kayak was over top of me but this one i flipped i in my head i had the rods i felt them i thought i had all of them, but i felt them i was like i got my rods underwater i'm still thinking got all my rods and my head started going because i was kind of stuck under the kayak just a little bit and i started thinking this is 17 foot of water. It's this deepest part of the whole stretch is of course where oh. I flipped it. So that yeah. rod is in the shadow realm now. And uh, that's when I came up. I was like, <gasps> and my, yeah. And I was like, my PFD was working. I thought that after. So when I came up like, <gasps> like freaking out, I, my P I didn't realize where I was at at first. I was like, I don't have a PFD on. I'm going to sink. Cause all I thought in my head was I've got my rods and I'm going to be like that guy at Kaiser Lake, and I'm going to die with my rods in my hand as I sink to the bottom. But then, like, two seconds later, I was like, oh, PFD, I'm fine. Dude. And then I was just ticked. But I wasn't yeah, mad I thought I would be. I've been working at it, and I really wasn't super pissed off. See? I was surprised, I so. dude. I was See? surprised. Dude, when I flipped that kayak, or that canoe, because I've, I, you've seen it, you've watched it happen, you've seen all these bloopers. Because you know the the, in, the Instagram algorithm is an absolute shithole, and you yeah. know all you see is fail videos, cute animals, and, and celebrities, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know you you watch some guy experience a near death experience, and you're like, <laughs> what an idiot, dude! Yeah. <laughs> like if that was me, I would. Yeah, well, if that was you, um, if it was me, so I've actually listened to Jeff Little, um, and thank you guys for introducing me to him. And he talks a lot about, you know, if you're if you're new to it, like the first thing you should do is get out there and flip your shit. I've done that. And if when I get one of those for myself, that is exactly what I'm going to do, just because it's it's just a little bit of practice, and that little bit of practice honestly can save your freaking life. But um, my parents were out in a canoe and my dad, my dad's like, my dad was at that time was like damn near like 275. And my mom is this, this little tiny thing. And um, they, they flipped in the Allegheny river. Uh, they flipped a canoe and my dad was wearing, like wearing work boots and jeans. And my, he does where swim you get very it from. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but anyways, like, like if it wasn't for the fact that like, cause my dad was kind of like knocked out the canoe hit him in the, in the head on the way over. 
And my mom like literally grabbed him by his hair and pulled him up. I mean, like, you know, that's uh yeah. That that shit can happen. It's pretty it's pretty freaking yeah. real. So oh yeah, dude, for sure. I got a bad habit of not wearing a PFD anyway, and I need so. to change it. Well, yes. I mean, we, I, I tried gonna, to tell you, like I said, when we, we originally talked about, like, coming out the, the first trip we were supposed to take, and y'all didn't show up, and then, uh, you know, mm. it's okay. And then yesterday, I was like, at least they have it with them, because you're like, yeah, we don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to wear them. I, was like, I get that. I understand. And, I mean, you just have to have it with you. But if I didn't have my PFD on in that situation, and obviously, I probably, if I want to have a PFD, I probably wouldn't have had a dry suit. But, like, if I was in jeans and a hoodie, kind of like you were, Zach. Dude, that would have mm-hmm. been way worse. It would have well, been. Well, they a also whole say the, kinda... the PFD, the PFD is 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 not for the PFD is 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 really. I mean, it helped you, but it's not for. It's not necessarily for that situation. The PFD is when you're not aware. The PFD is for when you do get hit in the head with the freaking boat and it knocks you out. Yeah. The PFD is oh, maybe you have a stroke on the water. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, I not. That's why you wear it all the time because you never know when that's going to happen. It, it really is a bad habit. I could have I a stroke right now. Should I be well, putting? Yeah. Should I put a PFD on? No, because you're not <laughs> in the you water. At risk of drowning. Are you sure? <laughs> well, he is drinking a beer. So I'm drinking a beer. I could drown. <laughs> well, I'm I'm drown. I'm just, two inches of uh, liquid. Just saying. So, but well, I, I you hear it all the time. From, you know what I mean? Yeah, for it's sure. Like, I mean, I it's like it's 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 not. It's like, hey, I can swim, dude. I can swim like a freaking fish, but I can't swim if I'm knocked the fuck out. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I will say, there's the also head. a stretch me and Brad have gone on that is deep. The whole stretch, it's nothing but deep. And if you're in the middle of that, you can swim great. That's awesome. I can tell you, the current of that spot sucks. There is no bank to go up to. You're hooking up to yeah. you, your bank is some fallen trees that you're gonna hold on to until someone finds out you're gone. Like it's, well, hey man, it's, I was standing in the current. That I was standing in the current, and that current and thirty foot of water, and there's no bank yeah. to swim to. So that's it's actually where, like, funny, PFD, man. It's a whole different ball game. I was talking to Josh on the way back, um, and like the it's Ohio is so much different than where I live, even though it's only three hours away. You guys don't really have any elevation. Where I live, like, there's always elevation. Yep. So, like, yeah. even if even if the water – even if it hasn't rained for, like, the last five or six days, the water's always freaking moving. Like, it's always freaking moving, yeah. which is one of the reasons why I'm always in the lake because I'm putting my canoe in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched you struggle with that stu- – I watched you be a hard ass the whole time. With what? paddling that damn kayak instead of just getting out obviously i know you couldn't get out because you're wearing jeans but you were just i will say okay so here's the thing he wore jeans that whole float and a sweatshirt we went through some ankle deep water to get through some riffles me and brother in dry suits we get out uh josh just gets out to get out because he's like i'm not paddling through this is stupid Zach was not no. wet until the very end when I splashed him with my paddle getting it out of the water <laughs> yeah, after that's I impressive. It was and impressive. I'm talking like there were spots that he's in a P127. There were spots where me and Brad and the shoaling the RVR were getting out because we were bottom out. There's I mean, we could have forced our way through, but why? We look back, 
Zach's just moseying along, forcing his way through the gravel rock, just getting over all this chunk rock, just boo, 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 just getting over. And I was like, well, I, I don't know how you're still dry. Yeah, good luck selling that one now, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> What? No, I checked. It, it wasn't bad. I, I looked at it. It was. It wasn't bad. I, Zach I was doesn't know it, but he he owes me two grand. He's t- taking it home next time he sees me. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not, <laughs> not bad. I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on the homie Drew Gregory to come through and you know have a couple hour long conversation with him, and then inevitably buy a canoe. Yeah, a canoe or a kayak. Either way, Sorry. I don't know. So, I, I don't, it, all right. So we've talked we've talked about my joyous fiasco and now all of you have seen it. Let's but get into this fun. box cuz me and oh, we do we had tons of fun. Like I I was going to text you guys after this and be like, "Hey, when are you guys coming back? Like 2 weeks from now to come on back down and we'll fish again, do another float Heck on yeah, Sunday." That'd be fun. Um I can do that. But let's jump into this box cuz me and Brad are pumped. We were pumped this whole uh this whole process other than What's it my been mind like was like melting. Three three months no since the in middle of may yeah middle of may was we've been doing it we've been we've been doing this for a while and it took us a while because me and brad we didn't understand the process completely obviously and we were like saying oh yeah we want this 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 and then josh and zach are like slapped us a hand like no you can't have all that stuff and i was like oh okay so it took us probably, we started talking in May, started picking baits beginning of June or end of May, somewhere there. It took yep. us to about August to finally get the baits like we, to make it to it's affordable to everybody. You guys are getting more, like more bang for your buck and you're getting good baits that me and Brad love. Um, yep. So yeah, I don't have a box, obviously. That is one thing I did lose is other than the spinner bait, lost everything else uh, from the new box. So Brad has the box. He's going to go through it. I'm going to talk to the baits because I've used all of them. I used them all on the trip. Um, and we'll kind of go through it that way. So, Brad, take us away. Uh, I'm going to start off with the Martin spinnerbait here. We talked about it last week, so I'm not going to go into depth here. But cool spinnerbait. I actually got to fish it for a little bit. It has a lot of resistance when you're uh, fishing it back to you through the water. I didn't really throw it towards any wood and let it deflect or anything like uh, John was telling us, but... I was fishing so middle the river with it and seemed like a pretty good spinnerbait. I liked it. Yeah. So I was throwing it. I threw it at a couple of the, sorry, give me a second. A couple of the, uh, the, uh, bridge abundance. There was some, uh, like driftwood and stuff that was stuck up in there. So I was throwing it. It deflects awesome. Um, it deflects great. Any, any, I was deflecting off rocks, like bigger rock. I saw that one farther up the stretch where I even talked to you. I was like, there's all these big rocks in the middle. We never fish them and we never catch anything off them. But I was throwing them off that and getting deflections. I will say great spinnerbait. It is the best. Me and Josh talked about this on the water. In my opinion, I've thrown a ton. Josh has thrown a ton. It is one of the best targeting spinnerbaits you can get. You can, you can, as in, dude, I got to say real quick, like in parentheses, the castability of that spinnerbait is silly. That's all. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not saying because it doesn't cast very well. I think it casts good, personally. No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like like you said, like as far as targeting, like throw, like throw it into the shit. You can target the shit. 
is yeah. what I mean, like confidently. Yeah. Oh yeah, all day long. Yeah. So it targets great. This the only kind of drawback I would say, and this is probably one hundred percent on me because me and Josh talked about it. If you throw a trailer on it, which I typically don't, but I decided to. If you throw in a last tech trailer, because I put on a Kai Tech after that, and it's way I'm fine. If you throw in a last tech trailer on it, it wants to turn on its side. I think it's because the last tech's want oh. to flow halfway. So, if you like trailers, just don't throw something with a last tech from Z Man, Nico, XYZ, whoever makes other last techs. Don't throw those. Throw everything else. Do not throw that. John Kelly last week said he liked to throw a grub on it and small. It's got a shorter shank hook, so that would probably be better anyway. Than I was throwing the brand new chatter spike. Real Wish big trailer, real good big. on it. It looked amazing on it. The chatter spike yeah. looks good on anything I've thrown so far. But I think the elastic was making it want to turn on its side. And if I swam it slow, it would be fine. And then if I started burning it, it would it would go out a little bit. Threw a Kitech on it, burned it, was fine. So that's the only drawback I have for it. It's not a drawback. Just throw a different type, throw the trailer you're gonna throw on it because most people don't put elastic on the rear end anyway. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Zach? Uh, I was just gonna uh, give a little little uh, shout out, as they say, to uh, to to Steve from 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 Martin's Customs. Uh, oh yes, Chris. it was fantastic that he that he allowed us to do a pre release in this box. Yeah, that was um, cool. yeah, it was badass. Uh, Steve's a great dude. Martin's is a great company. Um, we've been working with him for quite a while, even well before I had anything to do with the company. And uh, great dude, um, great bait. And uh, like you were saying about the spinnerbait, um, and uh, I listened to the I listened to the podcast. And it was definitely made to fill a, a, like a niche. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So like, and it's funny. Um, MLF, um, whatever they're whatever that's heavy hitters, heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, it um, Alton Jones Jr. I think his name was. He won that tournament using a spinner bait the way this spinner bait is designed to go. He was throwing it mm-hmm. into cover short, short, almost flipping a spinner bait. Right, yeah, so Josh? Let me let me tell you something. Back in the day, 30 years ago, that's that's how Kevin Van Dam made his name. Kevin Van Dam would throw a yep. single blade spinner bait, whether it be Willow or Colorado. Yep. He would throw a single bladed spinner bait with a short shank and he would throw it into cover. He would roll it out of the cover, let it drop a little bit, and then burn it out. And he would make 10 pitches into one piece of cover with a spinnerbait. Do that same thing. Slow roll it through the shit. All day long. Bump, bump, like you bump, can look bump. at some old... Yep. Yeah, you you watch old footage on YouTube. You'll see him just... Dude. And he's not even casting. He's just he's pitching it like a yep. flip bait. He's pitching. pitching. He's bouncing it like almost like a bait. Jerking it out, lets it drop, burns it. Flips well, it jerks it out burns it i mean it's He's it was a, it was insane to watch it's an old school technique called roll casting because back in the day <coughs> you could buy yeah. uh pistol grip handles um and i True. ain't seen a pistol grip handle in a while so if there's a Ooh, rod, somebody's making one. Make one there's croix, a brand new one st croix does make one it's a um, it's their uh swim bait rod the new swim bait rod yep. it can't be a pistol they, grip well it's it, it's a different pistol grip. It's an actual pistol. Grip. Oh, it's that. It's like a musky rod with like a. It's it's like a. 
It's like yeah. it's like, an AR no, it's like a rod. pump shotgun with a tack grip on it. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that thing that, that ain't no pistol. I'm I'm talking on the on the actual cork itself. Little stubbies. It's it's, it's like a Smith and Wesson 38 special type handle where yes. it's it's close contact and and what it's meant to do is like you guys can see me. It's meant to either like pitch and reel. Or like if if you're good, you know, let's say you're right-handed, you're casting left-handed, and and you're immediately grabbing with your right hand to engage that reel to to yep. power fit. Um, back back when I was a boy, um, I had like three Berkeley lightning rods that had EVA foam, and I'll, let me tell you, I'm not the biggest fan of EVA foam. Okay, <laughs> got a lot of rods with EVA foam, but at least they have a rod butt to them. The EVA foam with a pistol grip is like, remember that one like weird little toy you used to play with as a kid that similarly resembles a flashlight? And if you're under 18, don't look that up. Um, <laughs> the, the little thing that like you would grab and it was like a piece of plastic with jelly in it and it would just escape your hands. Mm-hmm. That's that's how EVA foam feels um, when it's wet. And, you know, when all you know how to do is power fish, which is all I knew how to do up until I was like, you guys, you gotta stop, man. It, like, <laughs> deep cuts tonight, boys. I don't know if I'm gonna recover <laughs> from that one. <laughs> well, the joy of us is we don't cut anything. So, on that note, let's move to the next bait in the box. Hey, guys, listen, the spinner bait's really good. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, consensus, great bait, uh, perfect for targeting. If you really need to use it for some open water stuff, it would do the job fine. But it is designed and made, you listen to the John it, Kelly show, designed and made to target coverns. So open water fishing, here's how I would fish it real quick. We'll get back on a serious note uh, because this is how I like to fish a spinnerbait uh, in open water. I don't like to slow roll. If you see fish busting, run that spinnerbait similarly to a wake bait. Throw it out there, rod tip up high, give it twitches, keep reeling, twitch, twitch, twitch. Let the blades break the water. Let it create a boil. You know, let it sink for like a foot and then burn it back up to the top. You'll get a reaction strike that way. Smallmouth love that stuff. Yep. Anyways, we're back. We're back. We're we're dialed in. Second bait here is one Matt picked. It's one of his favorites. It's a uh, oh, yeah. flap slap type bait. It's made by Stone nice. Man. It's called the Stone nice. Slab, right? Nice. Stone good, Slab. Stone slab. Good recovery, Stone Brad. Slab. Good recovery for what? The, the FS. <laughs> We can just keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, this is a very popular blank that was, that I love. It's amazing. Um, Super versatile bait. You can either fish it just like a standard crankbait. You can fish it like a, uh, Brad's being weird. You can fish it like a jerk bait if you wanted to. The big plus with this is it's kind of that hybrid and it suspends. That's what's awesome about it. So it's it's kind of that do-all bait, especially for guys who kayak angle, you bank fish, and you don't want to have a jerk bait and a crankbait tied on at the same time. Well, now you can. You can tie them yep. both on because it's the same It's the same bait. Uh, Doman did a great job painting these. Every color you get out of the box is fantastic. They all Dude, he's so, he's so good. Oh, he is yeah. good. He's great. I really like yeah. his paint jobs. He's, he's so good. And he's so, like, he's so good, and he's so professional, and he's so freaking on it. Like, he, he it, he's damn near flawless. 
Dude. Damn near flawless. So um, there is something special about that crankbait that is not actually the crankbait that I really want to mention. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, oh, and I was getting that is it, yeah. the hooks. Um, so Josh and I have made a decision. We think it's one of the best things that, that has been done for Dark Horse Tackle in a long time. Um, so from here on out, when we order baits from guys, from painters, they're just going to send us the painted blanks. And we, Josh and I, will equip them with uh, the split rings and vector hooks. Every single bait you get from us from here on out is going to have vector hooks on it. Um, they That's are awesome. really solid hooks. And let me tell you, if you get within a quarter inch of these things, you're getting stuck. Night, night. I'm actually messing with it right now. <laughs> super sticky. Yeah, real sticky. I have they got a little bit of a twist to them. And because of that little bit of twist, the the barbs are actually just a little bit. Oh, out. that's cool. Yeah. Yep. So what what the so the rotating hook is is the original name. Um huh. and the rotating hook is meant to when there is pressure applied, when it pulls down, it it rotates in to get a second one. So, you know, you've got that. Let me get my hands in here. You've got that. Just let me let me get like the guy from Scary Movie 2. <laughs> let me use my strong hand. Um, you, want me to, you want me to do it? Yeah, naturally. You are a tornado <laughs> hook. Um, but when, you know, let's say this one gets in, it's going to rotate this way and, and hope for that second one to get right in there. But that slap blank is 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 so good because you can. You can run it like a crankbait. Uh, they make a shallow yep. version and a deep version. The deep version hits at six to eight mark. Um, and it bangs, man. Like it bangs. Oh, yeah. You can, you can really, as long as you're not throwing it into like deep wood. Um, and I learned that lesson. As long as you're not throwing it into like deep wood, you can get it through a bunch of stuff. And the nice thing is, is it deflects well, it, it has the, uh, hunting action. As they like to say it, it'll go left or right. It'll weeble wobble, but it suspends. And let's say those fish are in that nice little six to eight zone suspending. You can get it down there all the way to the bottom, right on a dime and just give it those pops and the bait will 180. Um, I do recommend fishing it without a, uh, like a swivel. I recommend just directly tying it to, the uh the the what do we call them the, right to the, the split ring split ring yeah there yeah, we go right I, I, split I, ring. i've been fishing before i i <laughs> i recommend you tying it directly to the split ring um i run a lot of crankbaits on a swivel with the split ring um and this one if if you start twitching it hard and getting it to go it will wrap around that split ring uh, it likes to catch that split ring, whereas if it mm -hmm. was just a direct line tie, that kind of stuff wouldn't happen. But you can get her to do 180s. You can get her to turn around and look back at it and say, are you chasing me? Yeah. You yep. looking at me? And then that's, that's when that's when they eat it head first. I, I didn't even yep. get to fish this. I, I wish I would have known that it was suspending before we were, like, mostly done with the float. But Yeah, especially a lot to spots. do. Yeah, because they were well, we didn't have a lot to do, but they were really keying in on a lot of those bottom contact baits. So putting that down yeah. there and probably it probably would have got them to key in a little bit more to where you might have got a little bit bigger of a bite. Um, because you can get that down to like Josh was saying, six to eight feet 
let it right when you feel the bottom stop it and it'll just kind of sit there and then you just pop it kind of what i would what i do with mine throw it out there get it to the bottom suspend it stop it and then i pop up once with my rod to bring it right off the bottom and then it'll suspend and then i work it right there about a you know half foot to a foot off the bottom and it just it gets fish going so i put in the box it's great no matter in the country no matter what you know time of year it is jerk baits in the winter it'll get catch fish crankbait in the summer it'll catch fish so very very versatile bait so all right we got next breath the next one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this as a combo because we all fished it the other day. It's the Coos Ball yep. Jig and the Coos Crawl. This thing is amazing. It's probably what do you guys say, like three inches in length, if that. Maybe total, if that. It's I'd say two the, and two and the a trailer, two and a half by itself, and then the jig on top. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Two and three quarter. Two and three quarter. Yeah, but so man, this thing is really tiny, compact. The skirt is not thick. It's like the perfect micro jig for rivers. And I like that the fact oh, that yeah. it's a ball head jig and it has like that sort of Ned rig hook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It really yep. came through. It really came through the stones like fantastically. Yep. Like it, I, I, for as, for as much rock as I threw that thing into, like I didn't really get hung up all that much. Dude, ball head jigs, man. It's where the it's where it's at for the river. I love ballhead jigs for that reason. It just deflects oh, off rocks sure. so nice. But. Another thing about that, um, I was really impressed with, um, and it's got to do a lot with. So this dude from H and H Customs, like I was really impressed with his craftsmanship and just how much detail he actually put into this tiny freaking jig. Like hand some tied. of these things, yeah, hand yep. tied. Some of them have some of them have like textured rubber on them, like just a few pieces of textured rubber. Like, and if you notice, each one of those jigs has two of the silicon strands are longer than all the rest. Like, there's oh, yeah. a lot of detail packed into there. Um, and and one of the things I was super impressed about, besides the craftsmanship, is even if you got the eighth ounce, they came in three sizes: eight, three sixteenths, and quarter. Dude, even the eighth ounce one, dude, it falls like a bullet. Yeah. Yep. Like a freaking bullet. Like there is there is no difference to me than fishing like an eighth ounce net head and fishing that jig. Like it is like they 100 percent and I'm telling you, I almost broke the code, the dark horse code, um, which is a very strict code that I live by now, um, mainly because I own the business. Uh I I thought to myself. Matt was sitting there. He's dangling it in front of my face. He goes, you want to throw a turd? You want to throw a medway? He was catching fish, man. I'm catching smallmouth on the yoga pants turd. (laughs) And I almost thought to myself, I'm throwing a green pumpkin jig. You know, I could take the last two inches of a Senko and cut it. Yeah. And just put that on the butt end of this thing. Put a little bit of chartreuse on the tip. And I said, no. I'm not gonna do it. I'm and gonna. Then you, and then you catch. How many fish? That's you not why I didn't catch anything, you asshole. <laughs> Just saying. I have so more than one rod. I have more so than me, one rod. I was throwing what everybody so, was throwing. Okay. I know. I know. So here's what I, I just was talking about. Had John. a bad day. And this has. It, you did. It happens. I have. Believe me, Brad, you can ask Brad. I have bad days. There's days, surprisingly, that I outfish Brad. Brad has bad days. We all have bad days. It happens. I, what are you talking about? I never have a bad day. 
You occasionally. I'm now you're gonna have a really bad day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna glue that poker chip in your kayak. But anyway, uh, so there was a the guy who invented the TRD from Z-Man. They did like a, an interview with him when they were talking about the new Tennessee rod, and he said that back in the '80s, Berkeley did a test or a, a experiment with largemouth, smallmouth, and crawls. So they put crawl with all intact claws and everything in it, and then one without without one claw in a tank. The fish automatically went to one claw. Then they did the same thing, but with one claw and no claws, fish went to the one cl- or no claws. Then they did no claws versus no claws, no legs, and fish went after the no claws, no legs every time without fail. And they would leave the other ones alone unless you just left them in there. Like they would eat all the ones with no appendages on first. That makes sense. Right. You can't run, it, you can't it, bite, it, yeah. can't run, can't fight back. So and those, the only thing I can think of was going on Sunday was the fish were just, they just didn't want to sh- work hard to get the food. They had something defenseless. And that's why all the, other than that one that Brad got um, on the jackhammer, it was pretty much, it was all bottom contact. You said you were rolling that jig off through the rocks real, like kind of just popping it real slow, kind of like it's a, a dying cray or something on the bottom. They just didn't yep. want to work for the food all my ned rig bites were thrown in there popping it once and then just dead sticking it for 10 seconds popping it once dead sticking it and then they hit it on like this which means they were just looking at it because i would pop it dead stick pop it dead stick get the bite which means they they didn't just come out of nowhere and see it be like oh never watched it bounce and then dead stick and not move they they saw it and that's when they're like well this will be easy let's hit it I mean, it's, I just think they didn't want to try. When, when you told me, hey, why don't you put on a Ned ring? I was like, nah. And then I got in front of you. And I looked back for a second. And I watched. I saw you cast. You hopped it a couple times. And you just sat there. And I'm like, okay. I mean, Matt, I think Matt had some numbers. Brad had some numbers. Zach had two damn nice fish. Um, yeah. For sure. Brad, Brad was on the Akegan uh, wild card board. You know, for red horse fart suckers or whatever. That <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, he, he forgot he to talk about that. Catching, he was catching northern hog suckers that were twenty six inches long. But I, I watched you fish, and I was like, okay. I'm like, he's he's dead sticking it. He's not because because what's really nice about this H and H jig is you can when when you're hop hop hop, it, it's got a good natural action because of how small it is, and the trailer is like. Mm-hmm longer than the jig but it, it's it, it makes sense and it's got that like flowy action but then when you let it drop let's say you hop it a few times let's say you're fishing i don't know dude let's say you're fishing five foot of water you hop it into the three foot water column and let it drop two more feet when it drops two mm-hmm. more feet those arms they wiggle as yeah. they fall and it's not a rage tail wiggle it's not a you know it's not a boot tail swim bait wiggle. It's a subtle, just a little, yeah. a little, a little jazz piano at the end there. You know, somebody a little, little tap dance, a little, little, little tap yeah, dance. just a tiny little tap dance down. So I was, I was hop, 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 and tap dance down, and then just dead stick. You know, I'd sit there, I'd drag it a little bit, I'd drag it like six inches just to feel a rock, and I and I pop, 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 pop on the rock, and then I hop it up into the water column and let it sit. And that did nothing for me. So uh, any of you guys that like to fish jigs, don't do that because it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, Except for Zach. The fish that I caught on this thing <laughs> smacked it. Like, right yeah, when yeah. it hit the water, it smacked it. That was crazy. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, like, I, I bet you I probably, like, thinking back on it, like, I I probably at least missed, like, five, six fish. Because uh, I did, I wasn't catching on, like, the fact that, like, they were grabbing it. And then all of a sudden, it was like my line was gone. Yeah. It was like there was no line on my rod anymore. I'm like, what the freak's going on? And I'm like, am I stuck? What the, did I cut off? What? And and then by that time, they'd probably let go. But once I figured it out, they were just – they were grabbing it and running towards me. So, like – and I I tried to fish – I tried to fish, obviously, up current every single time. And and I, I just wonder if maybe that was, like, their deal. Like, they come out, grab it, and then swim with the current a little bit. I, I don't know. But, yeah. that yeah, that yeah. was pretty nuts. I will say, though, this uh, Koosh Crawl, unique smell. Oh, I think it's like dog food. Oh, yeah. But it's called yeah, hook set sauce. Dog food. I would say dog food. <laughs> I would say cat food. It smells more like cat food. Yeah, dude. It does. Yeah, my living room smelled like that for like a week and a half straight. Oh, dude, I had like 250 packs of those things. <laughs> I, let, I let my niece take a smell of this bag just like an hour before you guys got on the show. I was like, "What does that smell like?" She was just like, "I don't know." <laughs> Smells good, yeah. don't it? <laughs> yep, that's that full octane, sister. Oh man! <laughs> All right, next bait, Matt. Talk about this one. Fresh oh, bait so the beetle. beetle. So this is the fresh baits beetle. So Brad's gonna get it out. So I chose this bait. I this is great. This Brad's bait. like the Vanna White. He is. I am. Just, <laughs> I, I love this too. bait. So so you see, it has all those crawls. But Brad, turn it sideways. Bam, it's flat. That's why I love it. It is so flat, so slim. So this is gonna be perfect for especially your largemouth guys on these lakes. But it's also gonna be good for your river guys too. So you can basically t uh, t pose that throw a weight on it and you can pitch that into the gnarliest stuff you want and it's got such a thin body it's going to slip right in all those little crevices and things to where you're going to be able to get those get the bait to fish that you typically wouldn't be able to like even with the cush jig it deflects great but you throw in too heavy stuff you could get it stuck with that you will get it, it stuck it yeah but if you t-pose that throw a weight on the end of it um bam you're done i will say it is so thin it's not a ton of plastic so if you do it weightless it will sink it just takes a minute to sink yeah um it's the only other than that man it is perfect i threw it a little bit i didn't have a uh, texas rig i threw it on uh just an ewg hook and then i took a uh, nail weight and i shoved it right in the middle of it right across it so it gave me a nice flat uh fall and it was oh, nice perfect. dude so, nice. so it worked it worked out great um, no, i was pretty you know, impressed with the design um yeah, it's, it's it it for for as many appendages as it has it's not one of those creature baits that's going to get hung up on every little last thing that it touches like because exactly. it's all it's all kind of like en encompassed in itself it's it, it's pretty it's a pretty neat design man it is Good a pick. cool design i like it you know what i like about it the most it's What's small that? yeah the yep. body of the bait, the meat, the meat of the bait might be two inches. Yeah, the uh, whole bait together me, is four inches. Give me, give me a second. Let me measure. Oh, the meat is definitely seven inches. Um, <laughs> now, uh, give me a second. Let me pull out a tape measure. Just Never mind. Go to the next bait. Go to the next bait. Just go to the <laughs> yeah. next bait. Just, just go to the next bait. Don't worry. No. 
It's a cool oh. looking. It's a cool looking bait. It's a cool looking. Yeah, bait. I, I think this would be cool on a football jig like the Jig Masters. Oh hell yep. yeah! Like a yeah. big, yeah. you know, like you know, maybe like a six. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I you know my math is all messed up right now. So. And and if you want, like to make the trailer a little bit more compact, you can yeah, buddy, too, and use that. I would like that. I think it would be it would be a great option for anyone who loves throwing a Tokyo rig. Um, Like and there's no weight on it, it likes to float. So throwing that on a Tokyo rig, it's gonna get that off the ground. It's gonna be super minimal size, as in the thickness and the width of it. So I mean, it's gonna give you that kind of that perfect presentation, especially for bouncing it in some rock piles. That weight will push you down on the bottom, and it'll float right off the top. So it'd be a great option. That's how I'm gonna fish it as a Tokyo rig. Unless I'm going to punch it with it, which we don't have a lot of punching opportunities here in Ohio. Bring it up north. So it's going to be, yes. Yep. It'd be perfect for that spot up north. So any deeper water, Tokyo rig that bad boy, throw it in there and get ready to go for a ride. So. All right. The last bait we have in the box is a company that's been in the box quite a bit. And we all sit here, love this company because they make the bitters. Uh, naked yep. swimmer that thing's awesome mm-hmm. we picked a fluke made by them so that they, they have a ton of colors to pick from i was kind of overwhelmed but i've always wanted to try a black and blue fluke so skip shad <laughs> skip shad is that what it's called <laughs> yeah whatever i cut ca- i call anything that's like a jerk bait like this no i get it a senko's a senko dude it's yeah. like kleenex it's like fucking tissue yeah. paper band-aid like, yep yeah exactly yeah yeah bitter skip shad this thing's awesome i actually threw this when we were out there and i got quite a few hits they were all mm-hmm. mid-river though where i was getting these hits non there's um there's something very 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 unique about the company bitters um, yes they have great designs mm-hmm. they absolutely do um their baits are, are are they're really cool i mean it's 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 really good but they have pretty average baits as far as like they're not like way out in left field crazy unique or anything else like that but the thing about bitters and i want you guys all to hear this is your wallet they are great baits that you can get for a good freaking price dude it's a 10 pack for four dollars like or two for seven or two for seven and i'm telling you what so their shipping is not cheap because they do ship UPS. They do not ship USPS like Dark Horse Tackle, your friends here, who will ship you $30, $60, $100, anything you want for $6. We will ship anything for 6 bucks, except for the people's, uh, except for the quarterly box. Uh, cut that, Jeff. Um, but bitters is the more you buy, the better off you are. Yep. And yep. also, they have like 209 colors. Yeah. It's so, good. you know, I understand Zoom. I Look, if you say I'd prefer to use Zoom, brother, more power to you. Small American business. Massive small American business. Yeah, but, I was about to say. Well, on here's the, the thing. They're on here's the cusp. The, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, boys. You've got what, what we consider a big business in the grand scheme of business. They're a small business. Um, now you, oh, you dive in, you dive into your Berkeley, who's owned by, who's owned by, who's owned by, 
Mm-hmm. It, it ain't about what Berkeley's bringing in. It's about what the Jardin Corporation's bringing in, and that's yeah. about five yeah. billion per year. That's a big business. But we're not going to get on that because I want to keep these vibes. You know, we'll keep the vibes going. We won't uh, upset people on Instagram. <laughs> it's all good. But man, I I really like how this box turned out. Oh, everything. Oh, Everything in it's awesome. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for so, the. Uh, how was the experience? I have a question for you guys. What was the experience like of building the box? If you guys covered this while I was uh, using the facilities, I apologize. But I'm, I'm just we, curious. We kind of did, but it, it was it was a process for sure. Like we like we said earlier, we started picking baits in May, and me and Matt was sitting here thinking, what do we throw in the fall? We're like, all right, spitter bait, flat side crankbait, or you know, a uh, lipless crankbait, a uh, jerk bait. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, we can't have more than one hard bait in there because it takes up too much of the value of the box and everything like that. And we're, I was like, all right, once we got that figured out, it was pretty much smooth sailing from there. Yeah. yeah it was, was just, just kind of learning, you know, how much each thing is and, and kind of making sure you're getting the best value for the box. That's, I mean, that's, that's the, the toughest part. But other than that, I mean, it was super fun. You, nice. you guys got your homework cut out for you every month for sure. Dude, oh, yeah. let me tell you one of the pleasures I had was 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 being able to make a video with you guys uh for the box. That was that was a freaking blast, man. That was like fun. I, like yeah. literally like I, I can't express to everybody listening now, like the whole like that whole day was just for me, it was just it was just freaking awesome. Making the video with these guys was great. They're great people to work with. Um, you know, the new experience on the kayak. I caught I caught my PB Smalley seventeen and three quarter. I'll take it, but uh, no, making that video was a hell of a lot of fun, man. <laughs> yeah. We got one more thing in the box we didn't talk about, Josh. I want you to talk about this and share the inside joke that you have so far. So, Slay Nation tournaments they uh, they promote they promoted with us as our small business of the month, and what we do for our small businesses that we cannot put in our boxes. We promote them however we can. Do you have stickers? Do you have coupons? Do you have business code, business cards? What do you got for us? Um, and I, for some reason, put a Slay Nation poker chip in my pocket. I don't remember why. <laughs> I think I brought it for, um, I don't know. I don't know why I brought it. Um, but I had it in my pocket and I'm going to chalk that up as the reason why I didn't catch any fish because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a simple man. You know, every fisherman has their, uh, they, they've got their superstitions. We all know as fishermen, lady anglers, fishing freaks, swim bait guys. Ugh. How many flat bills do you have to own, buddy? Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Matt's wearing one right now. Just don't make it. Your- <laughs> no, he's wearing a, a trucker little. hat. Oh, he, he yep. bent it a little bit. I'm not talking. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about those new era 5950s. The, the, Brent, the Brent Ayler. The Brent Ayler. Yeah, dude, I got, I got like 10 of those. Like some, 
pirate's hats in my closet. Right, right. You're wearing, but you'll be wearing a pirate's hat that's all black with a logo of the pirates that hasn't been seen from 1922. But you yeah. live in the Bay Area of California. You're wearing some yeah. Jordans that you bought from some guy off of eBay with some really <laughs> long tube socks that are meant for guys with diabetes and some basketball shorts that hang over your knees. And dude, imagine what they think you look like. A normal human <laughs> being. Like, they look at me. They're like, this guy's throwing swim baits. He doesn't even have the and one basketball shorts on. Why is this? What, oh, you think you throw so? I Listen, buddy. I have a $700,000 custom rod. Okay. But um, the poker chip was my bad luck charm. And I'm chalking it up as that. And, you know, hey, Joey. Joey? Joey? Frankie. 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 We can cut that out. Jeff, cut that out. Um, Frankie Provolone. Um, it's no offense to you, man. We appreciate you working with us. And uh, but I'm a simple guy. I'm I'm a superstitious fisherman. I bring right, and he put he put all of his bad luck into that poker chip. It wasn't 100 percent 100 percent And I and what sucks <laughs> is that when I put it in my pocket, I had good faith in it. But when I got off the water that day, I said, What do I have with me? I've got my four rods. I've got my bag. I've got my, you know, I've got the shoes I always wear. I've got the pants I always wear. I've got a hat that I've worn and caught numerous amount of fish with. Uh, the only thing I can chalk it up as is this damn poker chip. Now, and I'll it, tell you what. If I if I had put chapstick in my pocket instead of that, because I should have put would have been the chapstick. It would have been now. This might be coincidence, but um, in the green room before we came on tonight, Brad had the poker chip in his hand when he almost put his eye out with his headphones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I've so, never fished. I've never flipped my boat until I had the poker chip in my boat. So if you got a if you got a poker chip, enjoy it, love it, cherish it. Um, look up, look up Slay Nation fishing. It's a great way to get into tournament fishing. It's just a great keep it way at home. A lot of fun. Just leave it at home. Leave it at home. It's it's you know. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I'd, I'd watch a lot of like unsolved mysteries, UFO, voodoo, bullshit, and I remember these people talk about how they went to this ghost town, right? They went to this ghost town in New Mexico, and and they took a couple rocks home, and when they took those rocks home, everything bad happened. Buddy, just leave that rock at home. Just leave that rock at home. Don't take it with you. You don't need it. And and you know what? If if you're not a superstitious guy, I don't know, man. Just tape it to your chest and and get out there and just and 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 prove me wrong. Because I love I love when guys will DM me on Instagram. They're like, oh, by the way, I caught a fish doing this on a spinnerbait, and I'm like, brother, that's awesome. I just haven't. So yes. I'm going to talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that is yeah. who I am as a person. It's nothing personal, dude. I talk shit. That's what I do. Hey boys. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you so dude. much for the float. Thank you so much for working yes. with us to build this box. They brought uh, us yeah, kayaks. Sure. They, they brought Matt, Matt brought a trailer. Brad brought his truck. Brad ragdolled a 200 pound <laughs> kayak with one arm. <laughs> This this dolly's not working. Just yanked it. I had it in my hands. He yanked it out of my hands. I almost got hit in the face with a trolling motor. I looked at Zach. I was like, <laughs> he, he, Zach saw me too. I Zach and I looked at each other like that was scarier than me flipping the canoe because I I could have really gotten my shit checked. 
<laughs> Brad just yeah. well, guys, I was like, whoa. We we definitely appreciate uh, letting us help with this box, and we also appreciate the continued support from you guys for the channel. Uh, let's do it again. Day one OGs, let's do it again. We need you guys back down here, especially if it gets super super cold. Let's build uh, another where box. Where Josh too. can still, uh, you know, Next throw year. some throw some turds and yoga pants no and Zach can wear his blue jeans. So, but, but Matt Matt knows Matt knows I talk shit. I mean, that's how Matt and I became friends because Matt's like, oh, I'm a big Shimano guy, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And literally at at the at the 2021 2021 expo man 20... at the Columbus Expo. I think it was no, 2021. 2022. 2022. It was 2022 because I was with uh was Andrew, I was at the Andrew. Yeah, I was at the uh, yeah. You Club. were with Hayes. Yep. 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 So it was 2022, man. And we just got for like 25 minutes talking about what dials are not as good running those mouths. Oh, yep. 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 While we yep. both have ginormous chaws on our mouth. Big chaws, yeah, big chaws. So if anybody's yeah. paying attention to this podcast, be, somebody in this room has a big chaw. And somebody doesn't. <laughs> All right, guys, on that note, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, if you guys ever have any questions, like always, go ahead and reach out to me or Brad. And just like I said at the beginning of the show, something is different about this that hasn't been uh, the same as past episodes. But with that, Hog I've got legs. nothing else. Brad, do you have anything? Nope. Uh, thanks for I, listening, guys. I got I a little something. I yeah. got a little something. Real quick, real quick. Um, Dark Horse Tackle, we work with only American small businesses. Come hang out with us. Support American small businesses. Go check out our website. Check out our partners. Check out our partners' podcasts. Make sure you pay attention if you get the box. If you don't get the box, get the box. But if you get the box, make sure you pay attention to that card. There's a lot of good stuff on there. There's QR codes. There's discount codes. There's a lot of ways that you could take and spend the money that you're spending anyways and support American small businesses. Um, that's what that's our big deal. That's 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 what the backbone of this business is. Um, even Brad and Matt here, they're a small business. Um, that's why we're here. That's why we're supporting them. So a small business that don't make any money. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that's got a lot to do with small business, <laughs> which yeah. is why they need support. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so just uh, yeah, like don't don't just don't just open that box up and and grab your baits and throw everything else away. Pay attention to what's in there because you guys, you might be you might be missing out on some really good stuff. Um, so yeah, pay attention. Make sure whenever you scan the qr code on that card to watch our videos for each box make sure you're looking in the description we've got links to all the small businesses where these baits came from we've got discount codes in there um you know we, we we're just laying it out for you all Dude. you gotta do all you gotta do is look take two seconds and look here's the thing at the end of the day zach and i and in the company that we keep as far as podcasts Brad, Matt, you know, all the other podcasts we've worked with, the companies we've worked with. At the end of the day, we just want to help you guys catch more fish. Because as, as a guy who does demonstrably bad on rivers, I, <laughs> I do very well elsewhere. Um, and and I've I've learned how to create my own techniques. Zach's learned how to create his own techniques. This this guy fishes techniques I've never seen in my life. And you know, the first time I went fishing with him, he's like, "Oh no, you got to try this." And I'm like, "That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life." And I watched him 
outfish me 18 to one, but that's what we do, man. We, we are two guys that are three hours apart from each other that fish completely differently. And at the end of the day, we come in the middle and go, this works. We like this. Yep. It makes Try sense. It. This is this is not a regional deal. This is a United States deal. This is a Canada deal. This is a Mexico deal. This is stuff that's going to work <clears throat> everywhere. And mm-hmm. that's the toughest part about it. We do we we put boxes together that will work everywhere at any given time. Yep. You know, obviously when the ice is ice you can't really throw a fluke, but hey, it is what it is, or a skip shad. Um, but you know, just like Zach said, we're we're supporting guys who have an American dream while we're supporting our own American dream. And I think, as far as you guys listening, the least you could do is at least check out the website. We've got a build your own box feature. Um, it is a fantastic way to understand what dark horse tackle is all about how we promote our baits how we promote the companies the people we work with it is a three-tiered system we've got a what do we call it the high end the just right and the bottom and and what that is is just it's it's the price point of baits uh, do you want more? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want less right. baits but more hard baits? Do you want right. more baits because you want worms and jigs, or do you want something that's just something in right in the middle? Yeah. So we've basically we've got basically we've got something to fit whatever you're looking for. But if you want to, dude, you can just buy the baits outright. Um, you'll you, you will inevitably pay more money, but you know there's nothing wrong with getting a BYOB and throwing in a Picasso shock blade or whatever you want to throw in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know that's that's just what we do. Um, other than you know, Zach catches fish. I don't. Um, oh, speaking and, of uh, BYOB, what is Go it? Ahead. Catch, catch, catch the catch five off. Yeah, there's a, but there's also you guys got a BYOB code too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, neither did I. We'll have to. Well, maybe we can put it in the uh, in the description or something. I'll, yeah, I'll we'll text you guys afterwards. It's been a blast, boys. Yep, it, it has, has been man. good. Oh, Thank yeah. you, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been a long one again, but it's been a good one. But I know you hate those long ones, Brad. No, we love we lo- we love it. We love so. it. But hey, thanks for listening, guys. Again, thanks for coming on. We're gonna do it again real soon and get you both back on the water in some bona fide P one twenty sevens. But peace out, everybody. See, See you, boys. See. You.